Hey folks, welcome to Free Press Sports with Carlos and Sean. Carlos, it's it's finally happening, man. Oh yes, we've been waiting what three months, four three, months, four months. Man, these these guys, and I'm not going to cuss because I don't want to get in trouble with Ajanette. And there we go, we've mentioned her, we've gotten that out of the way. But these dudes have been uh, what have they been doing, Carlos? They've been blowing they've been, us they've off. Been in the, no, they've been in the transfer portal. They've they've been waiting for that nil money. I mean, it's it's taken so much effort to get enough. I don't know what incentive for these guys to finally join us. Well, we also want to prove to everybody out there, there's no blue wall at the Detroit Free Press. We've got two guys that both cover Michigan State right here at the same time. What more do you want? Well, we're going to have them on for three minutes, and then we're going to talk about Harbaugh and coaches and quarterbacks for the next 57. <laughs> so there is no blue wall. You're right. Uh, you know, there's not. All right. Let, let's get to uh, let's get to, to to Chris Solari, because if we mentioned Graham and then Chris, then Chris get a fe- feelings hurt. Right. So we got to make sure we say Chris <laughs> Solari and Graham Couch. Graham Couch, the great columnist at the Lansing State Journal. Of course, he works for our umbrella company, uh, Gannett. And then Chris Solari covers us, uh, not doesn't cover us, or maybe he does, but covers the Michigan State Spartans for the Detroit Free Press and does a great job at that. Welcome, dudes. It's uh, it's about time. Somebody I'd said, prefer you introduce us as international travelers, Graham Couch and Chris Solari. That would be a good way to start. Okay, what I, what, we how, about, how, how about we start with this? Graham, tell us why Chris is always so angry and why he's always so wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen Chris angry, and I've never heard him wrong. So I, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, there you go, Chris. On the con- on the contrary, Graham is is well, he's he kicked at a fifty percent clip at least, right? Maybe a little more, maybe fifty three, fifty three percent clip. Okay, all right, all right. Uh, let's let's talk. Uh, he's, Car- he's he's placid. Yeah, he he is he is, but he can shoot. He can shoot from unflappable. And, I, and hopefully before we go, Graham will tell Carlos his story about how you find your street cred at a pickup game. Oh, yeah, what, yeah. what you do. I don't <laughs> think Carl, Carlos has never heard that. A pickup basketball game, of course. Carlos has never heard that. But, all right, guys. Uh, Carlos has got lots of questions. Let me just start with a quick one. What, what, what do you both expect uh, from this football season that's about to start Friday night against uh, Western Michigan? I, I think it's a, a team with a pretty high floor, uh, but I don't think we have any sense of what their ceiling is yet. And um, I, I mean, I think the things that are important to this season in terms of the long-term growth of the program and sort of their trajectory are, are, are different maybe than, than getting back to 11 wins and things like that. Like the, seeing, you know, some progress defensively in certain areas where they were, were a sieve last year or seeing the offensive line uh, be able to cycle through, a, you know, a, quite a bit of turnover and yet still uh, get some push and be productive and, and a sign that that's going in the right direction. Um, I think if those sort of things happen and they're eight and four, nine and three, you know, that that's a success for the year. And I, and obviously how they do against Michigan will frame the, the season, but I, you know, and, and, and ultimately I also think the Ohio state game early uh, and making, you know, if they look like they belong on the field with them, that'll change the dynamic of things a little bit. If they don't, that'll be a long last, six, seven weeks. But I, I expect a team that's fairly entertaining to watch. They've got a lot of playmakers, a lot of veterans at key spots, a lot of guys with something to prove still. And um, I think they'll, they should be, they should be interesting at the very least. Yeah. And I kind of agree with Graham. And I mean, you know, outside and external uh, I guess expectations and, and satisfaction might be down, but internal might be up if they like, let's say they, you know, they won 10 games in the regular season last year before the bowl game. 
Um, they win nine this year. You know, is that a step back? Maybe. You know, it, it will be for fans. Um, but from from what just exactly what Graham said, I mean, you know, the defense has needed to be better. Um, and you know, when you when you say 130th ranked pass defense last, I believe Mel Tucker called it dead ass last in the country. Um, you know, there's there's only one way to go from there at, at that point, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's improving to his liking unless it shows market improvement in terms of, you know, doing the things that it needs to do. And, you know, that that's the thing is like, you know, if you can do that and, and show the improvement, um, you know, and, and play the style of football that they want, I think this could be a very successful season. And, and maybe they even surpass those expectations that outside people have and, and take that next step and, dare I say, compete for a national championship. I want to, you know, the, the, the stuff that, uh, you know, by the way, make sure you guys check out their, their, uh, their great coverage in Michigan state, you know, Graham on the Lansing state journal website and Chris on underneath Sean's, uh, you know, columns and stuff at the free press, but, um, you guys had some interesting takes and, and so, so tell me, um, Chris, I saw your prediction nine and three, you have them losing to Ohio state and Michigan probably got you a lot of fans. Um, I'm sure uh, excited about that, but, um, what is the what is the best hope? Obviously, you know the defense has to get better, right? They lose Kenneth Walker the third huge loss. But what I want to ask, start with you, Chris, and then Graham. Just what what gives you the best hope for maybe overcoming those expectations, having a chance to maybe beat you know Ohio State at home and winning at Michigan State or Michigan Stadium? You know, you know starting with Chris, just what 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 do they need to do? Where do they need to take that extra little step forward to to have a chance to win those games? Well, I think the first step is is Peyton Thorne needs to be as good, if not better, than he was a year ago because he's now going to be the central guy. Um, you know, him, Jaden Reed, Trey Mosley, Keon Coleman, Jeremy Bernard, the, the passing game is going to be prominent and prevalent. I think that that, you know, you can make up a lot of what you lost with with Kenneth Walker by doing more in the passing game to open the run game as opposed to last year where the run game opened the pass game. So, I think they were at a 55-45 run-the-pass clip last year. If you can flip that and, and get the production and then have the, the running backs with, with Jarek Broussard and Jalen Berger kind of come in and contribute both on the ground and in the pass game, which I think they can do better maybe than, than Walker did, I think that's their key to success. I mean, Jay Johnson's offense showed it can put some points up and it can move the ball. Um, and, you know, if you're able to continue to do that, and, and kind of lessen the stress on your defense a little bit. I think that's one way to to make that leap from from a 10-win uh, regular season a year ago uh, to taking those next steps to try and, and be that. And whether or not it happens, you know, remains to be seen because I think the schedule, the middle part of the schedule is pretty tough. But but it, it, it I think this is this team's going to go as far as Peyton Thorne's arm can carry them. Yeah, you know, and I think one of the things – there was something Mel Tucker said um, – at some point in his first two years about what it takes to sort of compete at the national title level. And he's been part of those programs right at Alabama and Georgia that were doing that. And he said, you got to have three or four real playmakers on both sides of the ball. And, you know, in, 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 in basketball, we would, we would say the three or four dudes, you know, guys who are just, and, um, and so the question is, do they have that? And, and I don't think we know yet. Like what is, 
Jaden Reed, I mean, he's obviously going to be a guy who gets a shot at the NFL level, but is he a guy that's a real problem for defenses? Um, and can he take that step? Like he's a guy who's unbelievable going and getting the ball in traffic and he's, um, but for a guy with his speed doesn't always get the separation. And I think that's part of the reason he he's, he's back. Uh, is Peyton Thorne going to become a guy who can just, you know, carry a team on a drive when, when they need it? Um, is, is there somebody in that backfield? Is there one of these tight ends who, who's there defensively? Do they have those guys? I think the interior, the D line is going to be pretty good. The transfer of mere speed. Is he that guy? Are they better at safety? You know, is there one of the line? like, do they have guys that are, 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 are problems or are they just really solid throughout? And I do think their depth is better. So they're probably more likely to survive November and, and survive the whole season where last year you saw that tail off. But I, I think that to me is the question, like, what is, you know, we, we saw it with Kenneth Walker. That was a guy who was a problem for, for everybody. And, and do they have those sort of guys on either side of the ball? I know it's early. Uh, for, this is for, again, both of y'all. Unless, Graham, you just want to talk and Chris can stay quietly in the corner. That would be fine, too. Um, but I th- <laughs> I think, uh, I'm just having some fun, Chris. It's, uh, it's is, nice. Is this to, our podcast? It's nice, familiar. it's nice to, <laughs> yeah, right. It's nice to, uh, it's nice to have you here. No, I, I I know it's early and a lot can change. And Graham and I have these uh, weekly conversations during the season often about about this particular thing. But but as far as Michigan, Michigan State, um, what do you all see this year? Do you, and, and do you think there's any kind of psychological thing going on at this point? With with I know it's just a couple of seasons, but with Tucker and in the Michigan program and the way he is kind of D'Antonio obviously did too, but the way Tucker has has taken this even to another level about how much they want to beat Michigan. Uh, and I didn't think that was possible after what D'Antonio did, but I'm just curious what y'all's thoughts are on, on that aspect of it. And then, you know, what you see going down to Ann Arbor in, uh, in a couple of months, because that's all that really matters is that game. Right. So, so I'll, I'll jump in here just to say this. I, I think the, the thing that's so different about this year for Michigan state is that it, it is not all that matters and that there's this Ohio state game that's early. And last year that game was late. And so everything was sort of this crescendo to the Michigan game. And this year is much more similar to 2019 where they went down to Columbus, competed for a quarter and a half, you know, things fell apart. And the next week they got just hammered by Wisconsin where they didn't show. And so I I think sort of the the whole keep chopping deal and all that stuff is going to be tested early. Like if things go poorly against Ohio state, how does the rest of the season go? Now they got some time to recover before the Michigan game. And, 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 um, and, and I do think that, uh, I think there's less pressure on you know, once you've won two, I think there's less pressure on MSU like fans. I think MSU fans, they will hate losing to Michigan and they won't handle it well, but in the long run, they will be able to, because they've won 10 of 14 and because Tucker's already won two and it's a road game, even though they've done well there, they'll, they'll be able to handle it because it won't be any sort of lasting prognostication or, or statement about the situation and the rivalry um, whereas it some years is, is felt like that. I don't know if that makes sense, Chris. Yeah, but I, I think Tucker's so motivated and, and driven that this is a, a benchmark game for him individually and personally that he kind of expresses. I think D'Antonio did a great job of that, but, I mean, you think about it, I mean, Tucker's the first to win his first two against Michigan. No one's done three in a row, obviously. And I think D'Antonio's the only one who won um, his first two at Michigan Stadium, so – that's another milestone and benchmark. So, I mean, I, I fully anticipate this being a similar game to a year ago where it, it you know, you kind of go into this and 
it's like a lot of those rivalry games for a number of the years in like the, you know, nineties and, you know, two thousands, you know, there, there were, there were pockets in that, that era where it got out of control for on the other side for Michigan. But I feel like this is kind of swung back the other way where it's always going to be a competitive game. It's always going to be kind of a coin flip game, the emotion and the the fire with which the, the teams are going to come in. And I think on the Michigan side too, I think it's an important point of emphasis that, Hey, that, that prevented us from, you know, running the table last year, you know, in the big 10. So, um, you know, I, I think this is going to be another competitive game that comes into that fourth quarter because man, what, what a game that was last year. That was one of the best environments that I can remember in college football in this state for start to finish, you know, the beginning of that, that morning till the end of the game, it was, it was wild. And, and, you know, the, the teams want that. And I think the fans deserve that. But I think pound for pound last year, people would think that Michigan was probably the better team and that Michigan state found a way to win it and had Kenneth Walker. And so that's sort of the question this year, like Michigan lost two NFL pass rushers, um, you know, difference makers who were a problem for MSU. Michigan state loses its, um, you know, it's running back that scored five touchdowns in the game. Like, so what, you know, pound for pound, who's the better roster. And, and, and I don't, I don't know that. I think up front in the offensive line, you'd guess Michigan right now. Um, but to, to Chris's point, like at a certain point, it's ingrained the, like Michigan state. I don't, I don't see this team particularly, they, they could have a down year at some point, but a team like this is not going to go get blown out in Ann Arbor. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I, I think, even if one side winds up with a slight pound for pound edge, it's it's going to be it's going to be close. What does this do? You know, you know, starting with Chris, um, what does this do though for the for the psyche of the program? Right? I mean, we're not, you know, to Graham's point, you know, there there aren't probably right now four difference makers on both sides of the ball, but but moving forward, you know, taking a step, I think Chris, you have them right nine and three, getting into the Music City Bowl. But what does this do? Beating Michigan. You know, and that's a tough stretch, by the way, right? Ohio State, Wisconsin, Michigan, um, right in the middle. But what does this do? Just that psyche for the program of we own your asses, you know, three straight going, taking it to you at your house. And by the way, we don't know who the quarterback's going to be. It may be some guy we don't even might, might not even be on the roster right now. Harbaugh's taking his time making that decision. But um, what does this do for that for the for the Spartan Spartan nation? How excited would they be to beat Michigan, shove it down their throats in their house? Oh, it'd be huge. And I mean, you know, you mentioned that middle part, I think it's bookended with, with road games at Maryland and, and Illinois too. I mean, so that's, that's the, the, the crux of the season that, you know, that month of October for Michigan state. So, I mean, you're obviously going to know the Ohio state result at that point. So that's either a continued success that, that amplifies things even more, or it's one of those situations where that all of a sudden now becomes your primary mission. If you lose again to Ohio state to, to win in Ann Arbor and do that. So, I mean, and, you know, a win in Ann Arbor for Michigan State always, 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 always turns things up and turns things in a different direction. That's kind of been, you know, since D'Antonio, you know, when I think they won his second year there at 08 on the road, and then they won again in 2010 down in Michigan Stadium. And, I mean, those, those that really set them up for success and, and energized the fan base because, you know, you know, they had been so long at that point since they had won in Ann Arbor. I think it was like between 1990 and 2008, maybe. Um, so yeah, this, that, that, 
still resonates to people. Um, you know, maybe younger people, it doesn't because they did it so much in, in recent years, but I think to, to the general crowd and fans who have followed Michigan State for a long while, that, that a win in Ann Arbor always, always takes things to a different level. You know, I asked Izzo uh, several years ago about flipping a rivalry, and this is in the D'Antonio era when they were having their, their success against Michigan. Tom Izzo? You mean Tom Izzo? Tom Izzo. Yeah. Oh, no, this okay. is turning into a basketball podcast. Don't start, Graham. Tread lightly. <laughs> it's a football Sean, question. Sean's ready. No, Graham, Carlos, Graham, Graham knows what hoops are about. It's the soul of life. Come on. Yeah, yeah, no. Football season goes till September 9th, then it's basketball season. (laughs) That's exactly um, right. um, But no, it's, and because he had been through this before and sort of flipped a rivalry on its head, you know, and and there were certain dynamics in in play that were similar. And he said it took, it took a decade, took 10 years in hoops. And I said, well, how long do you think it takes in football before there's sort of a mutual respect, even if, if it's not always acknowledged, but there's sort of an understanding from the Michigan side that this is a, a, an equal or, or a worthy opponent or, or whatever, worthy adversary. And he thought it'd be 15 years. Well, I mean, this is, this is sort of, this is 15 years now since that 2008 win, this would be the 15th game. And so, and if it, if it were to happen again, you know, I think the, the pre, not only would, it'd be a big deal for Michigan state naturally, but I think the pressure down in Ann Arbor would be interesting because that game in Columbus might not go well for them this year. And so if, if, if you lose three straight to MSU and then get pounced by Ohio state and all you've got, you know, is this, all you've got is this, um, this one win over Ohio state really. And, and I, I think that's, I would be very curious to see how that plays uh, in Ann Arbor. Well, I, uh, I, I think about that 2012 game too in Ann Arbor when when Michigan won on the the last second field goal for a 12-10 win and just the collective exhale yes. that came over that stadium that oh thank goodness it was like uh, thank goodness we won I can't believe we almost lost again moment I mean you know that that's if, they, if that gets into that situation again and they lose I mean boy I mean a lot of tight a lot of tight breathing there. That was a noticeable moment, though. That was like something you hadn't heard before. It was like Michigan being relieved for beating MSU, and I had never heard that reaction coming out of that stadium before. Well, uh, it was probably private. You remember the late, the late uh, great uh, Gary Moeller, rest in peace, who I think passed earlier this year. Right? Actually, maybe maybe even back in the spring, once said, "I don't know if it was a group alumni or someplace," and he he took a lot of flack for this, but he. He said the game you, you least want to lose every year is Michigan State. You know, the game you want to win the most maybe is Ohio State as a Michigan fan and somebody inside the Michigan program. But that the pain of losing to Michigan State was greater than the joy of, of, of beating Ohio State. And I think he's right. And I think uh, that that's that relief you're talking about. Hey, before we let you go, though, because I know Chris has got to get out of here. He's got to go do something, Graham. Maybe you know. He's doing calf raises. Oh, he's doing calf to keep those calves uh, in tip-top shape. No, that sounds great. Before we let you go, Graham, can you, and then Chris can comment on this, Graham, can you tell Carlos what the secret is if you just happen to get into a pickup game, uh, what the what the secret is to establishing yourself psychologically? <laughs> yeah, no, it's about, like, if, if you're a shooter, especially. I mean, you don't want to do this if you're not a shooter because it will backfire in a hurry. But if, if your game is shooting and you're in, in a – uh, a pickup game that maybe you don't look like you belong in. Um, you take your first shot's got to be from 25 to 30 feet because what happens then is even if you just hit the rim, the whole court looks at you and says, shooter. 
And then they, they know like you're out there for a reason. You belong. You, but if you, you like airball a 16 footer because you're a little nervous or something, you're never going to see the ball again. It's got to be 25 to 30 feet and you get the respect of the whole court. Oh, I love it. I love it. What if you airball a 40 footer though? What happens? It's, then? it's still like you can, like one of the things I tell people today when I'm on the court with them is I'm, I'm out here shooting from 30 feet and I'm 42 years old. Like clearly I can shoot. Give me the ball. Like I wouldn't be here otherwise. Like what are we doing here? Like, you know, that, so you, you just sort of play to that uh, a little bit. Chris, any parting, uh, any parting shots, thoughts before, before we let you go? Yeah. Yeah. My, my thought is that, you know, if you're going to establish yourself in a pickup game, the first thing you need to do is not give up a breakaway, Rick, let, lay up to Joe Rex road and put him on his back with a hard foul. That's you send a message that way. I, I'm different than Graham. I'm, I, I can't, I come from a more defensive minded school where yeah. Yeah. Show someone the you're more of a, you're more of a, you're more of a, happen at my house. you're more of a Pittsburgh guy. Is that, is that it? Yeah. Yeah, it is. I think that's part of it. Okay. My coach, my, my high school coach was a, a Bob Knight disciple. So, you know, take it from there. And I, it, grandma, I don't think would, would have thrived in our, our flex offense. <laughs> That's funny. Well, listen, I know, I know you guys got to run. It's uh, it's great to finally get you on here. We will, we will have you on again later in the season. We can talk about football and uh, hopefully grand, my goodness, basketball, please. Yeah. Once we get past mid September, you know, yeah, we're, <laughs> we're, 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 we're good to go. All right, everybody. That yeah, is if, the, you uh, if you don't want the blue wall podcast, we've got ours at, at lsj.com the uh spartan speak podcast that that's a little more green depending on how green you are maybe you think it is still blue and by the and by the way graham real quickly plug your your own fabulous show oh couch in the room uh yeah no it's a it's a three days a week uh podcast uh language warning just to give people a heads up we uh we don't have any anybody watching over us for that yeah you can say what you want you can go there i think you can get a good referral to some marijuana too right it, it, it is a sponsor. There's no doubt. Yeah. Okay. Which, which would be good for Carlos. <laughs> By the way, Graham, since you're using puns on your last name, can you please bring back couch on fire for your column name? You know, that was, yeah, I never thought they'd do that. It was a joke when I told the editors that at one point I was like, what about couch on fire? My, my, my dad had come up with it and I thought, yeah, and they loved it. And so, yeah, we just changed, uh, you know, operating systems and that's the only thing that killed it. So we'll see. Sneak it in. Sneak it in again. We'll do it. All right, all right everybody. That is uh, the great uh, Chris Solari and Graham Couch. Uh, thanks, y'all, so much for joining us. We will uh, we'll talk to you down the road here in the fall, I hope. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. All right. We'll all, see right. You soon. all right, great. We will be right back with more Free Press Sports with Carlos and Sean. Hello, I'm Phil Friend, the host and producer of Spartan Speak, a podcast collaboration between the Detroit Free Press and Lansing State Journal focusing on Michigan State sports. Each week, I'm joined by the OGs of the MSU podcasting game, free beat writer Chris Laurie and LSJ sports columnist Graham Couch, as we discuss and dissect the latest sports news coming out of East Lansing. Not only is Spartan Speak one of, if not the longest-running MSU sports podcast out there, you won't find a show with two people as clued into the Spartans as Chris and Graham, each of whom have spent a decade-plus covering MSU and bring years of institutional knowledge and insight to the podcast. And once in a while, they'll let me throw out a take as well. Along with discussing the latest news, we'll break down the Spartans' last game in the hardwood and the gridiron. What went right? What went wrong? Jet sweep. Again? For both Mel Tucker and Tom Izzo, get you ready for the next game, make predictions, and so much more. 
We can also guarantee at least one reference to Kalamazoo every podcast. So if you haven't already, download, subscribe, and listen to Spartan Speak on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or on your podcast app of choice. Welcome back to Free Press Sports with Carl Sashan. Uh, Carl, that was fun. Uh, we've been waiting a while to do that. And we can see you can feel the energy, you know, and it's good because you every week have to lift my energy up. You're the one with the energy and the, and, and the quips and the witticisms and and the smarts, frankly, the insight, the analysis. I, I mean, I all of it. Disagree. You're the one with all disagree. of it. And um, right again. Yeah, and you're you're much more handsome uh, to boot, and you're you're a much nicer guy. So I I mean you know what do you bring into the podcast? Nothing. Seriously. Nothing. Jesus. It should be. Well, there's a reason your name is first. <laughs> In any case, uh, no, that was fun. All right, my man, let's uh, let's talk about this quarterback business at Michigan. What 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 say you? What the heck is going on? No, that's not what the heck. What the hell is going on? I'm sorry, on Jeanette. I'm sorry. That's I'm, twice now. I know, I know. I'm going to get censured. Um, what the he double hockey sticks is going on in double A A squared? I, I what what is what is? I just don't get it. I just don't. I mean, okay. I, do we want to go full conspiracy theory and the transfer portal? And he's trying to keep JJ McCarthy from transferring and, and saying, Hey, I gave you a fair shot, buddy. You know, just it's a competition and whatever. Is he trying to slow play this so that he keeps McCarthy on the roster? I mean, that, I don't know. And he, and he's, and he's telling, he's telling the media lecturing about you guys don't like cliches, but when I tell you the truth, you know, then you don't believe it and you second guess and have all these theories and whatever. So what what do what was your read? I'm sure you were in Ann Arbor, right, for his press was. conference. What was. what was the read on? I saw the video of his press conference. Um, I just I just don't get it. Obviously, he had you know announced this on the the Michigan podcast a few days before. But did you did you buy any of this stuff that he's selling about the competition's too close and this and that? And I, why can't you just be the adult in the room and make that decision as the head freaking coach of the Michigan Wolverines? Just make a decision. Well, that part that's that part I buy. That's that's the one part I do buy is it, it's that it's close, you know, because they're they're very. Difficult. Well, you can say that so many so many they're, programs can say that, and though. and maybe so close. And I also buy the idea. I actually think there's a there's a. Look, I'm not going to, you know, he denied the other day that there was any other kind of agenda. I don't buy that. That I do not buy. There's there's no way, maybe not for recruiting purposes. Some might argue you could say, well, okay, he's going to play J.J. He's going to give J.J. McCarthy a start in the second game. By the way, let's just lay that out. Cade McNamara gets the first start uh, this Saturday against Colorado State. The following Saturday, J.J. McCarthy is a sophomore, you know, more mobile, bigger on that kind of thing, um, gets the start against Hawaii. So yeah, it, it I don't know that it's unprecedented, but it's definitely un, it's it's definitely uncommon, right? It's not yeah. it's it's rare. So I would I would um I don't think it's necessarily about recruiting because some folks might say, "Well, you bring the five-star in and he can't, you know, the in McCarthy and he can't play, he can't get on the field, he can't beat out a a, a guy like McNamara and by a guy like McNamara, a guy that got to the college football playoff, right? By the way, and I know there was a lot of good stuff around. We talked about that with Michael Cohen. Captain, voted on by the by his Ex teammates. Exactly. Team We've talked about that with Michael Cohen uh, recently, who was on our podcast, uh, who covers Michigan for the free press and does a, a fantastic job. Yes. So I, I, but I don't, I don't think Harbaugh uh, Carlos is sitting there saying, all right, I got to show future recruits that you're not just going to languish on the bench. I do think the portal is an issue. For sure, right? And they look at McCarthy and they see the potential. And they're like, if he could just read defenses a little bit more and 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 progress 
and not take as many chances. You know, he's got a little bit of farb in him, right? I mean, the turnover against Michigan State last year when they lost, we were just talking about that. That was that was huge. Not to pin that loss on him. I mean, you know, as Graham said, Kenneth Walker had five touchdowns. But yeah, no, that's what I I, I don't I don't think he's being completely um, open about his reasoning. I do buy that they're neck and neck, and the staff is saying, "All right, let's do something radical. Let's see how they handle the pressure of a game, each of them as as starters, and go from there." That's not, that's just not making a decision though. You know, I mean, that's just so weak of not, not being able to be coaches and making, you know, turning this, I think, I think, you know, Reiner Sabin, our other fantastic uh, talented mission. We have to say that about everybody who yeah, we work with, but our fantastic talented, you know, Michigan writer. Um, he wrote a really funny column about how this is a reality series. It's, it's basically going to turn into a farce and you can't, it's not apples and oranges. You know, I mean, I mean, uh, Colorado State and Hawaii are not the same team. They're going to have different challenges and different situations. There's everything's different about the games, how the defense plays, everything. Right now, you can, you can, yeah, it's a better evaluation than these. Oh, it's, it's much better. But still, it's just not. It's not. How is it a right. farce? No, it's. There's no right or wrong here. By the way, sorry, man. How is this a farce? And I don't, completely. The just, coaches need to make this. Reiner, decision. that was fine. That was clever. Whatever. But yes, they are making a decision. You're saying that, and Reiner was saying that because that's not what we're used to. That's like saying, "Oh my God, we thought the Earth was flat for all this time, and it turns out it's round." So there are. Is that a fact? Uh, Harbaugh would ask you, "Is that a fact?" Well, Kyrie Irving fact? thinks it's still flat, right? You, you know what I mean? So. <laughs> but I think uh, I think that's crazy. I mean, I I don't know. There, I'm not saying there aren't other. There's not other agendas at play here. We don't we don't know that for sure, right? No right. matter no and, matter and, what he says. But you do have to say it's a little bit bold. You know what I mean? It's like when he pulled uh, Alex Smith for Colin Kaepernick when he was in San Francisco. Who Alex Smith, a playoff quarterback, right? And, and he, he did, I'm trying to remember when he did it in the season, but that's, he I did know, it midway through the season that happens been hurt. That been doesn't concussed. happen that often either. Right. It doesn't happen that often. And it was, and by the way, I looked that up. That was exactly 10 years ago, 2012. And he says, and people are asking, you know, Hey, they know that Kaepernick's going to start the next game. And Kaepernick had played great in, you know, coming in for, for, uh, for Smith would, I believe at a concussion. And, He's like, no, 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 this is, uh, you know, th- th- this isn't, this is the opposite of a, someone asked, do you, do you regret not being more forthright about that Kaepernick's going to start? And he said, this is no, no. And th- this is, and there's no controversy. Uh, this is the opposite of a quarterback controversy. It's the definition of a quarterback controversy, in fact. And what did he say on Monday? It's not a demotion for Cade. It's a promotion. I mean, there's like this constant Harbaugh spinny thing that like he lives in his own world. And a lot of coaches do. It's not just Harbaugh. But this whole like, let me spin it this way that, oh, it's a promote. Okay, if you're Cade, what do you think? You were just voted team captain and now you're not going to start the second game. Like you don't, you took this team to the college football playoff. You know, and I, and I understand McCarthy was hurt. I, I understand that there's legitimate concerns and you need to keep, your to your key players happy, but you need to make a decision. You're going to tell me that two games, one game from one guy, one game from the is going to give you all the clarity you need. No, and by the it's way, not. He says, and he said playing that. also in both games. Like, no, he like, said what, that. Preseason? I mean, no, he said it may go beyond two games. He also said he was open to the that it may be like last year. 
were they to share duties the whole season? I mean, that's a possibility too. Who and knows? what do you think? I mean, Braylon Edwards recently said, you know, you know, former Michigan star, now he's an analyst. He said, if, if, if McCarthy doesn't have the job by the Iowa game, I think it's the fifth game. He's going to the transfer portal. Do you believe that? Do you think that's a real legitimate concern? Uh, I mean, somebody who knows the program, I mean, our, our man producer, Exec, you know, executive Puba. He should be an executive producer. Andrew Hammond just gave the big thumbs up on that one. By the way, he, that that may well be true. And if that's the case, then that means that McNamara is, is just doing more things that contribute to winning football in the, in those coaches' eyes, right? And what and 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 that's a it's a chance they're gonna they're gonna have to take. That would be a risk, right? Because McCarthy could go, and um, because he's got a little bit of a higher ceiling. We saw that in the Georgia game. We again we talked about that with Michael yeah, recently, absolutely. right? And that and that's the thing. We also saw what happened in Michigan State, so that works. It's just it's tough. You, know, you go you go back to Brady and Henson. Not that Cade McNamara is Brady, but I remember those days, and I remember people were confused at what they were looking at because Henson had was had more mobility and a much bigger not a much bigger arm, but he had a bigger arm, right? And he'd come in and he he made great plays too, but but it wasn't quite. And they moved the ball. They had a lot of talent on those teams. But Brady would come in and they would just just go up and down the field, right? And yeah. people would kind of be confused, like, what are we why? What is happening here? Why yeah. is this why is this happening? Right? And it's not only people, it's players. The the team is confused, you know. I mean, it's not just, you know, it's 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 in the building, and you know, coaches don't share as that much with their players, actually. It's a tight, tight circle. It's only a select few coaches who are really in the know who have Carbaugh might, I don't even know how Harbaugh is, how much he, you know, shares his, the, the genius of his, you know, someone said a galaxy mind, <laughs> but you know, it's, it's, uh, it can be confusing to everybody. I just don't think this is not conducive to, to starting off the season, right. And continuing the momentum that you had from last season. Um, I just don't like it. I think you're over. I think he's overthinking it. Let me ask you, Sean, if you were if Georgia you were, won a title doing this last year, right? They they went back and forth with some quarterbacks. There are plenty of teams at the college level that do this and get away. Yeah, with Georgia it. did had a lot of other things going for them. But that's too. The, I mean, it wasn't. Well, you know, I would argue Ryan and I were talking about this the other day uh, uh, before the press conference, maybe after the press conference on Monday at Shamrock Hall that their defense should be better this year. They, it's funny because Graham referenced David Ajabo and. Aiden Hutchinson, they both left, but their defense will be overall much faster everywhere, every, everywhere else. Right. And they have a potential to be just as good or not better. I don't know if they will be, but offensively too, right. Their offensive line could be a little bit better. They got a lot of receivers, you know, they're going to miss us on Hoskins. Who, who knows? But the point is they could be really good this year. I, I don't know if they yeah. will. Yeah. I mean, I mean, really good. And, um, and if that in college, it's not like the pros, there are plenty of examples where this works. So I don't, I don't really think it's that crazy. Yeah, I I can't I can't understand why. I mean, I I just don't. If if this was just two guys coming in at the same time in the program, it'd be a different story. If you had, but you have an established veteran team captain, and you're potentially stripping them of that job because another guy may go into the portal. You know, like just well, it's not I, that I just he don't may like go it. in the portal. It's because he may show enough in uh, this amount of time that that he can make more plays i mean that at, for the for Ohio so he State. destroys he destroys hawaii you beat i mean you and i might beat hawaii you know i mean he destroys hawaii what does that really tell you about jj mccarthy that you don't already know well it tells you that you can make reads right does I mean, that, that mean he's going to beat ohio state not necessarily 
But the idea of practice, and I know the talent level, they're actually probably going against, I mean, they're not probably, they're going against better players in practice in a way, but the pressure is not the same. It's just not. Right. There right. are 100,000 100, people, and it's a live opponent and all that. So he probably, that, I'm sure that's part of it. He wants to see what he can do with the pressure. And can he way, make is- reads? McCarthy has struggled with that. That's the thing. Yeah. McNamara is great at that. He's got to get better extending plays, which is what we saw him struggle against with Georgia. By the way, this is this sets up this sets Harbaugh up for a problem because after two games, you know, depending on how he handles it, I mean, you know, the hyenas are going to be out. They're going to be like, well, what, what is it going to be? What's it going to be? What's it going to be? You know, like the second that second game ends, all the guessing is going to start. All the whatever, you know, and all by, the- by fans, you think they care about that? You think that you think the players and coaches care about that? Yeah. Well, there's a lot of pressure. Yeah. You believe you better believe that they care about that. How much time these guys have, all they do is look at what people talk about and write about and think about. And, you know, no, I understand that, but what they care about is, and to me, this is the biggest issue of all. He's got to figure out how that plays in the locker room and in the huddle, right? Because if one of those quarterbacks is beloved and trusted a lot more than the other, and he makes the the McNamara, exactly. And he makes the opposite. And I wrote about that the other day, and he makes the opposite decision. You know, there's a tight end, uh, Joel Honigford, who talked about we got to trust the coaches. And that's really the key to this, right? Because they're both talented quarterbacks. They can both do stuff, slightly different things, but they can both do stuff. But that's the key. It, that if he gets that wrong, his season sunk. That's the you know, and 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 I wrote about that too. That that you know, this creates a, a problem with factions, you know, in the locker room, and that some guys are going to be McCarthy guys, some guys are going to be McNamara. I I would guess it's overwhelmingly more McNamara guys because you know he's been their guy, you know. But there's still going to be some guys, and after these games, you might look. There might be some guys who say, "Hey, man, JJ played really well," you know, and. They just have a better connection with them. Some players, you know, how there's just friendships that form and all that stuff and preferences. And, hey, man, I'm a receiver. I go deep. He can get me the deep ball better than Cade can, whatever it might be, right? All that kind of stuff. And then he's not picked. You know, I don't know. In college, you know, you don't have a lot of power as a player. You know, you barely have any in the NFL. But but it's 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 a problem as opposed to the co- the coach is just making a decision. Hey guys, I'm standing up. Boom. I'm not even going to make it a question. I'm making this decision. And by but the it's, way, it's he could have a- changed his mind. If Cade sucks and doesn't do what he needs to do, obviously JJ could still play. McCarthy could still play, but he but could it's also not a just problem. become a starter. It's not a problem it until can, it's a, it might be, but right. It's not a problem until it's a problem. Everything could be a problem. That's the thing by, by taking that view of life, you could say that about everything. My God. You're just messing with something you shouldn't have to be. What are you with. messing with? What are you messing, messing with? Messing with an established a team that quarterback. Got, a team that got run at a different level, right? Now it's not just the quarterback. They're changing the offensive line. They talked about the other day. They're trying to block now to the secondary. They're trying to pick it up. They could not pick up George's stunts and blitzes and the twists and all that sort of stuff. They were overwhelmed by that. It wasn't just physical talent. So they're trying to do that too. So it's different parts of the team they're trying to figure out. Sure. Right. This is just too too important of a position to be monkeying with how are they monkeying with it i mean i I just (laughs) wait and see what happens how are they monkeying with it it may it may be disastrous absolutely right what i I thought was kind of interesting i guess was all the biblical references in the solomon i'm like are you saying you're solomon and that you're a king and you're wise and and that you're the wise one i mean you know (laughs) Yeah, to me, that's kind of, yeah, whatever. But uh, in any case, all right, man, let's uh, let's take one last quick break and come back with your favorite thing. 
We'll be right back with more Free Press Sports with Carlos Chachon. My name is Kerry Jr. The second. I'm a podcast producer and reporter with the Detroit Free Press. And now the host of Freep's new weekly podcast, On the Line. Our job is to understand the issues and the people that the issues affect in our state and region and tell the news. I want Detroiters, I want Michiganders, I want Metro Detroiters to hear themselves and maybe get a sense of peace in this podcast. Maybe not in the topics we're covering, but in the sense that we're the Detroit Free Press. And you can come here to know what's happening and trust that we're going to tell the truth, give you the facts, and do it authentically. We're going to give you the voices that are in those areas, whether it be in Owasso, whether it be in Petoskey, whether it be in Birmingham, Warren, Gross Point, Southwest Detroit. You know, we're going to give you what it sounds like to be there. So every Friday in your feed, wherever you get your podcast, when you press play, we want this podcast to sound like home. We want it to sound like Michigan. We want it to sound like Detroit. I think that's all I got. So let the journey begin. Welcome back to Free Press Sports with Carlos Deshaun. It's that time of the show, Carlos. My favorite thing. Go. <laughs> wait, wait. It's my favorite thing that you're going to steal. Okay. Yeah. You can't steal. Well, you are going to steal. No, I'm not. I'm not. Yeah. Go ahead. All right. My favorite show, my favorite show, my favorite thing for this week's show is, uh, so we dropped off our second kid in college. Uh, both of them, twin daughters, are now in their little dorm rooms, uh, and Sean, uh, I don't want to say that as I don't know if I'm technically an empty nester now, I'm not sure, but uh, we went out to dinner and didn't have to th- worry about what the kids were going to eat. It was kind of glorious. But as you know, as, as, a, as, a, as a dad of, of two wonderful children yourself, um, it feels empty. It feels really the house is really quiet. It's not the same. No, nope. you know, I can't believe how much I've. I've already one daughter went on much earlier. The other one just went this weekend. So, but it was, it's been progressively quieter. And now it's just uh, me and my wife sitting there in the living room waiting for the second season of the bear. So um, uh, in a weird way, um, I'm really happy for my kids, but we're also very, very sad. We're going to miss them tremendously. And, uh, and I wish, I wish all the other kids going back to school this week, a lot of colleges are starting, um, you know, all the luck in the world, you know, have a hate, uh, a happy, safe um, year in college and to the parents who are leaving their, letting their kids go and going to kind of be in the same boat. Um, you know, I wish them also happiness and, you know, full hearts and, um, and um, happy times to, to see their kids success and see them grow. Well, that's really nice, Carlos. I feel you last night, my uh, youngest went back up to, Michigan State, and uh, yeah, it was blue all night long. And it's funny because you know he's been gone before, and you get used to having him back, though. And you'll, you'll, yeah. I don't know if either one of yours will come back for the summer or they'll go do internships or, or whatever. But uh, that's it's funny how that works. When they first come back, you're you're kind of used to them being gone, and then you gotta reintegrate and this this space, and it feels different how they take up space when they come back, and you got to get used to that. But then you do, and you. You, you love having them back and then they go again. And, uh, <laughs> and that, yeah, it's the same for me. Is it the night. same though? Is it when they come back, it takes a minute, but is it, does it feel the same again? Like they uh, never left or no, no, it doesn't. It, it doesn't feel quite the same, but it's, they're still your, your child. So you, it's just, it's great having them there. But at the same time, the older they get, they just take space up differently. Right. And, and, and they, 
it's so that part's a little bit different but uh but no i felt that last night for sure I, my i'll be quick with my favorite thing um we had a a cabinet i had a cabinet i had to replace in the kitchen it was kind of worn out so i used that as an opportunity to um replace a 20 year old uh you know for my counters and in doing that the, the the folks that are helping me with this came over to pull the counters the old counters and put the new cabinet in and um and pull the sink and stuff and found uh some black mold on the drywall and some and some rot that we didn't know was there some electrical stuff that wasn't up to code you know how this works right you get in oh, yeah. your homes and also one thing leads to another leads to another. into the into the process of pulling on the drywall or replace that they um hit a pipe i have old copper piping down there and i'm up here writing a column about actually harbaugh and the quarterbacks and i can hear this you know this water spraying all over the place now <laughs> and these guys are are not plumbers they can do some plumbing they can do lots of their their fine car their um finished carpenters and builders they can do basic electrical plumbing but they can you know just they're incredible in a lot of ways but they wanted to try to fix it because they did it and it just and I kept saying, you know, it's this is like late in the afternoon or whatever. And I kept saying, I can call a plumber. I can call a plumber in the evening. I can call a 24-hour plumber. They did not want to give up. So finally, after after trying to solder it back and it would leak a little bit and then having to cut the pipe off, you know, use a little pipe and you take a couple inches off, you sand it and scrub it down and get it back in there and try to solder it again. They went through this three or four times. And this guy's a really good solder. He's good with the solder and welding. And... uh we're down to the point where it's almost like when the, the, I don't know if you remember the movie where the airplane is on the Island, they crash and they built refashion this airplane. They're trying to get the engine start. They get down to one more starter or they're not going to be able to do it. Well, he's got one more little inch of pipe. And if this one doesn't work, we're going to have to pull the whole thing out. And this is like 10 o'clock at night and the thunderstorms had come through and our power had surged for. And finally that last time he got it right. And the look on their faces and the pride they felt. And this point, they'd been at my house almost 12 hours, you know. Oh, my God. Doing doing other stuff, too. But uh, just the, the dedication and the stick-to-itiveness, it was pretty awesome, you know. Was that a $5,000 bill or what? No, what? no. We, I told uh, them 12 I said, hours. No, no, no. We pay them by the hour, and they, they, they build all this beautiful stuff. They're, they're amazing. But I said, I'm going to give you extra just for – even though it was their mistake – the plumbing back there was not, it was a loose connection. So I was sort of grateful. They found it and got it repaired. We got the, the, the mold without them. Well, you know, now hopefully we'll breathe better, but in any case, just the way they wanted to get that fixed and not let me call in uh, a 24 hour, you know, like a <laughs> professional because it, because we lost water for the whole house. So we, you couldn't use oh, the bathroom or anything like that. Yeah. So wow. in any case, that, that kind of dedication, that was my favorite thing. Stick to itiveness. I love it. That's right. That's right. All right, my man. Good to be with you this week. Uh, we will uh, we will see each other soon. I hope somewhere. Yeah, yeah. one of these All days. Right. One of these days. All right, my man. We want to thank uh, Andrew Hammond, the, the producer, who makes this possible, makes uh, the Carlos Show possible. We want to thank Anjanette Delgado, executive uh, co-executive producer, along with Kirkland Crawford. Uh, who else do we want to thank? Oh, Peter Batia, the editor of the newspaper. Is that? Yeah, let's squeeze him in. Let's, let's, let's. He doesn't listen. He doesn't. He has right. no idea. And we, yeah, no, he doesn't. He doesn't care. That's okay. No, he's like that. We also want to thank you for listening and uh, putting up us, putting up us, 
putting up with us for another week. My goodness, Carlos. It's time to end the show. <laughs> yeah, it is time to end the show. All right. Until next week. Uh, oh, Andrew's nodding at me. He's like saying, what about where you find the podcast? Yeah, find them at oh, Apple. Man. Find them at Spotify. When you get there, rate us. You know, if we didn't tell people how to find the podcast, they'd never find it. Nobody would no, ever they wouldn't. They make us do or- No, it's not that we think you're fools out there. They make <laughs> us do this. This is part of the script. You know, Andrew is not very. This is this is total. This is how it is to work for an editor. Is make no, sure you tell them. I know, uh-huh. I know. And Andrew's just—he's not nice that way. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I thought he was raised right, but who knows? All right, my man. Let's uh, let's let's end this show before we get in more trouble. We will uh, talk to y'all next week. <laughs>